0: Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental justice stories from Australia and around the world. Produced in 3 cr studios on Wurundjeri country, and broadcast to stolen lands right across this continent via the Community Radio Network. I'm Tisha Naherne.
1: You can call it no, it just don't mean a thing Fuck that, You can come and wave your flag But it don't mean a thing to me No, it just don't mean a thing
0: The 26th of January is officially celebrated as Australia Day, marking the day in 1788 when the First Fleet made their unwelcome arrival to these shores. But for many First Nations peoples, It is known as Invasion Day, or Survival Day. On today's show, we hear from Celeste Little at the Invasion Day rally in Naam, Melbourne. And we also hear Mura Burugaba and Naomi Murphy recorded at the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance rally in October 2016. We hear about the connections between First Nations struggles and the most pressing environmental issues of our time. And there's a strong language warning for this program.
2: For those of you who don't know me, my name is Celeste Little. I guess some of you do know me. I'm an Arenda woman from Central Australia. I'm a unionist, a feminist and a social commentator. My traditional lands lie around Alice Springs, yet I was born in Canberra and have lived in Melbourne now for 25 years, so I too am a beneficiary of the displacement and massacres of the traditional owners here, while also being a victim of it back in my homelands. Before I go on, there's one final acknowledgement I wish to make, and that is to the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance. This collective of young Aboriginal men and women are responsible for almost every action and political statement on Indigenous rights in this country for the past few years. From the Stop the Force Closures rallies to the Don Dale rally to previous Invasion Day rallies, they have been doing the hard work, speaking, networking, printing, marshalling and so forth. Our governments keep giving us reasons to protest, unfortunately. Unfortunately, And they have been doing the legwork and gotten everyone out on the streets. It's testament to these strong young people, most of whom are women, that so many are gathered here today. All of this takes a toll though, and this Invasion Day many of the war organisers elected instead to take a step back and attend regional events with families or go to the Canberra Convergence or they're in the crowd as well. This is why you've got the pleasure of my company today and a smaller organising team. So can we please therefore acknowledge the work of the um, Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance with a big round of applause. Here in Melbourne, we are referred to as the Conscience of Australia. We're known for being more progressive than in other states and have a unique ability to get people out on the streets protesting against injustices at the drop of a hat. Who, for example, can forget last year's Border Force rally, which went from a Facebook post to a gathering on um, Flinders Street steps within, in mere hours? Yet despite Melbourne's and indeed Victoria's progressive nature this state manages to remain incredibly complacent when it comes to recognising the rights of Indigenous people. Just down the road from us today, um, running at the same time as this rally, is the annual Australia Day Parade. What's more, the organisers state that they are proud that Melbourne is the only capital city in Australia that runs a parade. We are therefore very, very good in this city at performing edginess and progressiveness rather than necessarily living it. Though I, though I would bet the turnout at this rally today is more than down the road. <laughs> you might ask by someone like me, an Aboriginal woman who lives in Melbourne, who has all these fancy bits of paper next to her name and who is clearly doing okay, feels passionate enough about Invasion Day to call a rally and take a stand. For starters, I'm sick to death of the historical erasure which has to happen um, in this country for Australia Day festivities to go ahead. To me, Australia Day has always been Invasion Day and it was a day of protest when I was growing up. We don't celebrate Australia Day in this country because we're apparently a a unified multicultural society who have a right to be proud of what we've achieved. We celebrate it because we are content to ignore the declaration of terra nullius and the crimes which have been perpetuated against Indigenous people beyond this point. Because this country is okay with denying frontier wars took place. They're okay with forgetting the massacres. They're okay with forgetting the slavery, the stealing of children, the setting up of concentration camps and missions. They're fine with the fact that Aboriginal people have been forced to live under a foreign regime that they never consented to, nor has that regime ever come to the table to negotiate agreement. Worse, though, they're okay with the goodwill which was generated around the 1967 referendum, the Wave Hill walk-off and the walk across the Harbour Bridge, key elements where black and white Australia pulled together for a more positive future to be forgotten. This is a travesty. I may be sitting here pretty in Melbourne, sipping my soy lattes, enjoying the craft beers, but this year marks 10 years since the Northern Territory intervention was launched, and I have family who are living under it still. Yay! Whose money is being quarantined and who are forced one to take 25 hours per week of unpaid work, which every, anywhere else would attract a wage and benefits. Whose houses are falling down around their ears, despite the fact that the Australian government promised, as part of the intervention, to have new housing. Communities having their water cut off by the Northern Territory Government in a bid to force people to leave and move to other areas. (laughs) The town camp my own grandmother lived at with young children while my Aboriginal grandfather was off fighting in World War II as a non-Australian citizen had its water cut off by the previous government for this very reason. Proposals for fracking operations and nuclear waste dumps on Aboriginal lands just keep coming while we, yeah, while we look over the pond and can state that the Dakota Access Pipeline is a travesty. Most people are unaware that similar operations are going on right here, right under their noses. It's more than this though. In Western Australia, they're still trying to force people off their lands. The right to live on country and practice culture is not a given. Meanwhile, in Queensland, the government has struck a deal with a coal miner, and, to which the local community have been protesting non stop due to the damage to her- heritage, um, the land, the reef, and, and sites. It's 2017 and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people still don't have land rights. All over the country, we are waiting for the return of stolen wages. We continue to be the most impoverished group in this country with significantly higher school dropout rates and unemployment rates. We have the highest rate of, of um, youth suicide in the world. Here in Victoria, Aboriginal people are incarcerated at 11 times what our population parity rates would be. It's 2017 and Aboriginal people still don't have human rights. Yay! Finally, though... I can't help but be angry. I'm the auntie of two nephews and one niece now and I don't want them growing up to be made to feel that their ancestors were worthless and their history doesn't matter like I was within mainstream of this society. I want them to understand that they come from the longest continuing cultures in the world and to be allowed to be proud of that. I want the people in this country to also be proud of them. I want them to be able to learn truth so they grow up strong and committed to ensuring that these injustices never happen again. So I'm not going to thank people for coming here today. Instead, I'm glad you walk in solidarity with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people for truth and justice. And it is my opinion that anyone with any decency would do the same. We need to start creating more people who possess this decency because, in my view, they don't reside in Parliament House. The justice is going to come from the streets and not from the exclusionary colonial system. Thank you.
0: Celeste Little, speaking at the Invasion Day rally in Nam, Melbourne. You're listening to Earth Matters, environmental justice stories on the Community Radio Network. On Saturday the 22nd of October 2016, the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance, or WAR, organised a rally against the systemic abuse and killing of Aboriginal people by the police and in the criminal justice system. Murua Burugaba, a Wangan and Janalingu woman who has been opposing the Adani Carmichael Mine in Queensland, Responded to an interruption by a man in the audience questioning why Aboriginal people didn't make better use of the courts and media in their struggles. I wasn't going to speak, but I
3: feel like I have to. Um Bamamadi Banj Bamamadi Nieta Maroiny. Um, to the traditional owners, thank you for having me here. My name's Marawa. Birugaba Kayu Yakunga. So I'm a Birugaba woman um, from central Queensland. And um, you're welcome in my country whenever um, you're up that way. Um, so, wanganani kundera. I come from a little place called Wangan. It's the eastern side of the Wangan Jagalingu Traditional Owners' Claimant Group. And at the moment, we're fighting the world's largest proposed new coal mine. Um, At scale, it would be the third largest in the world and definitely the largest in the history of the Southern Hemisphere. Um, 40 kilometres by 13 kilometres with six open-cut pits, 16 underground pits, smack bang on top of our river and 10 kilometres away from our natural springs that feed up from the Great Artesian Basin. Um, So if you live on the eastern side of this continent, we're fighting for your underground water too. I feel like I had to say something because... We have fucking fought. We're in the Australian today. The Australian paper's talking shit about us today, about us being the ones who are stopping 10,000 jobs. Bullshit, we know. Adani's own man stood up in court and said, there'll only be 1,400 at construction and maybe 900 permanent jobs. They want our our people to work... um, below minimum wage, driving buses to and from the destruction of our country, and then the penalties for them breaching that contract is cheaper than them actually paying those slave labour wages anyway. So in 2014, we said no, Three times we've said no. The native title regime in this country for the last 20 years has been designed specifically to expedite mining, disenfranchise Aboriginal people and enslave them into this legislation and the system and the process-driven system that it is. So, again, I ask, what's your point? Because I can tell you... Wait, 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 wait. What's your point? Because... um, We've said no three times. We've launched a public campaign. We have four legal cases running. We have a submission to the United Nations special repertoire on the rights of Indigenous people. We have a case a complaint to the Australian Human Rights Commission based on the Racial Discrimination Act. Last week, I met with the UN Special Rapporteur for Human Rights Defenders. His job specifically is to investigate cases of people being persecuted by the regimes that they live in, i.e. the Murdoch media in this country, on us. We're in the Australian today. So, we're running that human rights case. We're winning. Yeah, we're winning. But I want to ask again, what's your point? Because the green armband... for my brother who was murdered by this system in June this year the fight that we have we crowdfunded enough money to go around the world we met with international banks a bank that had already given this mining company a billion dollars and said we have not consented don't give them any more money. All of that, little black from the bush in central Queensland taking on a multi-billion dollar mining conglomerate. A state government and a federal government with a pro-mining agenda, a genocidal agenda towards the original people of this country The people that have the rights enshrined in international law and international declaration to say no. The most disenfranchised in this country to be able to mount that fight with no resources. Somehow we've done it. It took 20 years. This regime has been running for 20 years. We're really lucky. It can't just be us. But I'm asking again. We're running the human rights case, we're running the land rights case, the land justice case, but that didn't save my brother, and it didn't stop me from going to eight funerals in 11 weeks. So what's your point? You can do everything. Everything. You can slave your guts out against this system. But it will not stop the hurt and pain until we realise that this is designed for us to fail. You can't expect us to try and fit into it because it was designed for us not to fit. It's inconvenient that we're still alive. It's inconvenient that I know my song and my dance, my country, and I can speak some of my language. It's inconvenient that I'm nothing but black for this nation-state Australian government that is a terrorist organisation funded by stolen wealth and stolen land, a slave trade, not just in this country, but from the South Pacific. So again, we're doing everything that didn't save my brother. The fight we're doing, we're we're running, the fight I, I really wish every mob could run, but they don't have the resources We don't have the resources If white law applied to us I'd be a fucking billionaire Like Because that's my country We have water In the middle of the bush That never dries up Kamu Kamu yunji, The great water spirit Water is life If you breathe air and you drink water, this is your issue. Pay me. (laughs) Um, But human rights case, right? Everything, all of this, all of this hurt and all of this pain is because we don't have our land and the power to run our own affairs is stripped away from us. And when you do that, like we're doing it, you are persecuted by the people who run the media around the whole fucking world. Again, what is your point? Because it didn't save my brother.
0: Murua Burugaba. With the announcement of the closure of the Hazelwood Coal Fire Power Station last year, the economic future of the Latrobe Valley is in doubt with the area already being one of the most economically disadvantaged in Victoria. Naomi Murphy, a Waka Waka woman who works for the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service in Gippsland, talks here about some of the issues with incarceration in her area.
1: First, I'd like to um, pay my respects to the Elders past and present and all Aboriginal people and non-Aboriginal people here today. My name's Naomi Murphy. I'm a proud Waka Waka woman from Queensland. It's on my grandfather's side, on my nan's side. I've never met my nan, my mum was stolen generation. I've been living in Victoria for about 30 years and I work for the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service in Latrobe Valley in Gippsland, which is about two hours down the road. I've been in the, in the position for about a year and a half but unfortunately I've been around the prison system for about the last 25 years just visiting loved ones and people I know in community. Um, I'll give you a bit of a snapshot of what goes on in Latrobe Valley. Um, we've got the highest rates of Aboriginal kids in the child protection system in the state. We've got the highest rates of Koori kids in the justice system. And we've got the highest rates of Koori women in the justice system. So much so, we've got about three pilot programs that are running down there at the moment. So that can give you a bit of an idea of um, of, what, of the crisis that's going on down there in Latrobe Valley. Um, in my role, I could be anywhere from doing welfare checks in the cells uh, for any Aboriginal person, Torres Strait Islander, or at the courts with them, and um, also um, supporting them with a number of um, issues they might have in their lives. Um, Fulham Prison is just out of sale, which is in um, down sale, and I cover that prison. So I visit there regularly regularly, um, just to go and see not just our VALS clients, but any Aboriginal person down there um, in the prison. We have a post-prison release program that we run, so we've got fellows down there that are um, involved in that program. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but there's recently been a death in custody down at Fulham Prison, only in the last month. Um, it's, it's been... I've been hearing stories firsthand... From what happened around, um, around the man's death and the fact that the Fulham prison, which is a privately run prison, did not notify Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service and still haven't notified um, my organisation that I work for of the death in custody and as part of the rec- one of the recommendations into the um, uh, Royal Commission to Black Deaths in Custody is that whenever there's a death in a prison, that they need to notify the Aboriginal Legal Service in whatever state. So that still hasn't happened. So I found out the next morning of of the passing and I had to sit on that for three days because the family weren't notified and then Val still weren't notified and then, um, yeah, it still hadn't been told. So the prison need to be accountable for that because... That, that Aboriginal man was from New South Wales and he all he wanted to do was go home, back to country, to serve his time on country, um, you know, worst possible outcome is he's gone home, but he's gone home in a body bag, so, um, and then it took another three weeks for his family to get the money to bury him, so that's still happening, that's here in Victoria, just down the road. Um, Back to La, La Valley is one of the probably... I've lived in a lot of communities around Victoria and uh, it's probably one of, the, one of the most oppressed communities and I think the government have um, a big responsibility around that. I mean, they're, they're quick to pour money into um, programs to, um, you know, support community around it, but they need to pour programs into the preventative programs and they, pre- they need to hand communities back to the Aboriginal people. So um, I hope I've, you've learnt a few things today and what's going on here in Victoria and, you know, it's still happening. So thank you.
0: You've been listening to Earth Matters, Australia's weekly environmental justice program for community radio. I'm Tisha Naherne. If you missed any of today's show, you can find our podcasts at 3 crorg forward slash Earth Matters Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you Earth Matters is produced in the studios of 3CR in Melbourne on Country You can contact us on 03 9419 8377 via email at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. I hope you can tune in next week for more Earth Matters.
2: I said celebrate the heretic Anytime outside Jan 26 That's the day for them suckers doing that sucker shit That's that land-taking, flag-waving attitude Got this new Captain Cook there's to show you how to move How you wanna raise a flag with a rifle That make us wanna celebrate anything but survival Nah, you watching telly for The Bachelor But wouldn't read a book about a fuckload of massacres I remember
1: all the blood and what carried us. They remember 20 recipes for lamingtons Yeah, their ancestors got a boat ride Both minds saw them coming until they
2: days made of misery why I still the black and that get you from
1: you've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne Australia For more information go to allthews3 crorgau